Hey guys, I wanted to start off this podcast by talking about my friend Charles Miller and his company, Platoon. I'm super excited to announce that Platoon sponsors the local wave. Charles not only designed all the branding and identity for the local wave, but was incredibly personal, fair, and majorly helpful in my journey to find the brand that would fit this podcast. I highly encourage you to go to www.platoon.studio to find out more information about how he can do the same for your brand or company. Again, that's www.platoon.studio. What's up, Nashville? Uh, Welcome to the Local Wave podcast, Conversations with Nashville Underground. I'm your host, Alex McWilliam. This is the first podcast ever. It was with Cody Bonnet of As Cities Burn and Hawk Boy, uh, formerly As Cities Burn, I suppose. Um, It was awesome. It was a great conversation. He's a great friend of mine, and um, it was just a lot of fun to catch up with him. And uh, we got to talk about uh, Hell or High Water and uh, just pretty much on from there the reunion stuff got a little bit into the ending of the band and uh so yeah you'll you'll end up hearing it um i just wanted to thank you guys for taking a listen to this first podcast um this podcast is like i said conversations with the nashville underground um i've always said that the best bands in the country are playing house shows in nashville and i just wanted to highlight artists uh like cody who have been a part of the underground for a long time uh, but I also wanted to highlight uh, local artists as well, and you'll be getting uh, some great local artists to go check out, support, listen to, buy music from um, a little bit later on in this podcast. Um, I myself, uh, I play in a band called Overwatcher, a little self-promotion. Uh, we've got an EP called Leaving coming out. I'm pretty excited about it. We recorded it in, with uh, Stephen Keach and... Uh, Cody was actually nice enough to do some guest vocals on it. So that was, that was awesome. Um, a little bit about myself as well. Um, I'm from Claremont, New Hampshire, born in New Hampshire. Uh, I'm about to get married to a beautiful woman named Chelsea Shannon and, uh, super stoked about that. I'll be married by the time you hear this. This is September. I am not married yet, but it's about to happen. I'm really stoked about it. Um, it was really, really interesting catching up with Cody. I, you know, he's, he's someone that's really, really inspired me and you'll hear it in the podcast, but I mean, his, his lyrics have, have brought me to a lot of different places spiritually and, in kind of like, I'm sure a lot of you have, have just grasped onto them and, and used them as spiritual inspiration or not, or just inspiration in general in your own life. And, uh, and these are the types of people that I want to talk to the people who are doing it for, you know, for the right reasons, for the passion, for the, for the love of it or, you know, and, uh, for the art. And, uh, I'm super excited to get to talk to, um, some of these local artists that you guys haven't heard yet and, and you will, and it'll be great. Um, so anyway, um, I'm just gonna get right to it and there's time to talk later. So here's the conversation with Cody. Talk amongst yourselves. Yeah. Okay. Well, what's up, Cody? How um, are you? I just want to... Yeah. Yeah. 
This is Ivory Glass. I can't believe I'm talking life. to Terry Crews yeah. right now. That's amazing. I'm such a huge fan. You Dude, look so I mean, different. And yeah. it sounds so different in person. Well, I, you I know. I thought you were a girl. I, I moonlight as a woman. Cool. We get the thumbs up. We got the the little yeah. sign that's like a hand, a circle <laughs> for the hand, and then the three fingers sticking up. There's the uh, trinity here, and then there's complete a complete circle there. Dude. So um, I think the first thing I wanted to ask was like, I, I kind of wanted to start at like Hell or High Water. Uh, 2009. Yeah, because not a lot of people talk. I mean, uh, I think there's kind of a cult following of that record. Really? And, and I, yeah, I, I know a lot of people that love that record. I love that record. And it was just kind of a different vibe for you guys all together. Mm-hmm. And I just never, like, uh, I just kind of wanted to start at a place where I feel like not a lot of, you know, kind of wanted to move forward, you know, after that and kind of see right. just where you're at now and all that kind of stuff. Um, so, where, I guess my first question would be, like, where were you at uh, when, when, writing that record like what was going on Mm, so i worked at a recording studio in cleveland tennessee called first street studio and this was our third record on tooth and nail or solid state record same thing if you know what i'm talking about (laughs) and uh we the way that contracts go if uh things go well for your band um you get kind of an escalating. It makes sense that you get, say, ten thousand dollars to record the first record, twenty thousand for the second, thirty thousand for the third. This is not what we had, but you know, you get the point. So we had the most money that we had of the the three records we had signed on for for this particular record. Huh. The last okay. one we had, yeah. So, uh, or at least contractually, we we should have gotten paid that much. Mm-hmm. Things in the record industry at the time were nose diving like real fast right. they're going down so uh the the label they had just signed the emi and and all the money wasn't there basically that we had originally right. were supposed to get but we got enough and it was cool because i worked there and we we all that to say we had three entire months in the studio to record Shoot. what ended up being nine songs <laughs> that's one month for three songs that's crazy it's like if you can't do any if you can't do something in three months you know you don't just right it should be great by the by the end of it you know um so i i i worked there so i was very comfortable with the place and i lived directly upstairs so i would just stay inside day or night we could we could use the studio you know um so i would uh some of the guys would come at the beginning of it uh we all got there and we just wrote songs in the tracking room for like weeks mm-hmm. and uh and then Aaron did the drums and then he left and uh I just kind of spent two and a half months or two months to just just like experimenting I remember um when I s- what made me stop was I would go back to the first song that I had completed, quote, quote, completed, and I was changing things on the first song that I had called done and right. moved on to the next. Yeah. And so then I was like, wait, what am I doing? This can go on, in, you know, forever if I if I just keep changing everything. Yeah, of yeah. course I'm going to change in two months. Like, I'll change what I think. You just have to let it go. So um, I forced myself to not change anything that didn't jump out at me then. And uh, 
we we called it done and sent um those those files uh to Brad Wood uh who mixed it and he was a he's very very pleasant to work with he's very encouraging and yeah. um he he just cleaned stuff up really well um not a huge transformation like uh compared to our previous record come now sleep mm-hmm. uh i remember these guys that uh these swedish guys from uh from sweden <laughs> uh, <laughs> they had they recorded uh shape of punk to come yeah, yeah. refused and i just, it was like getting a christmas present every song they sent back because it would just be like this is not what we we sent you they right. would they would take it uh they would take their mixing as like producing like they would uh have full creative freedom to just transform a part if they wanted and we would have the ultimate say and say we didn't like it and a couple times things went to where we would ask them to change something back to the original but a couple things are like really really shining moments right that i right. think that i can't i can't take any credit for they totally did that huh. and, and it was super super cool yeah um the song one example, the song Tides, it's like, it's in the very first verse, there's like one loud verse, and then it breaks down to like this swelling up transition to the same verse over yeah, yeah. again. It's like, a, uh, I forgot the words, but it comes back in. But the the whole swelling thing, it's like, it climaxes. It's like, we sent them a very linear, just quiet part. It was just loud part, quiet part, loud part. But they made it loud part, quiet ramping up to the loud part mm-hmm. and it was like super cool Sick. when i heard it the yeah. first time but um brad wood he just kind of took our tracks and and made them better and didn't try to like put his own spin on things i even told him like he was welcome to and uh yeah he just he he took the simplest route and yeah. that's that was what that that record needed i think uh just go with it but i was i was uh in those two months my friend had he was my roommate and he had like moved into the apartment uh in the middle of my the recording and he said the day he got there he came with his parents in a u-haul and i walked out of the studio and then he's like you look rough man (laughs) it looked like someone was hitting you with a hammer (laughs) and uh i was just you know you just get you just go hard and you you listen to the same part over and over again or try it a thousand different ways and you have it's like all the capabilities (laughs) if, if you're the one running the computer and you're the one doing it all like totally you know yeah and um, I didn't record it by myself. My friend Tyler Orr, he, it was his studio. Right. Um, but it, it had gotten to the point where like... You I've, were pretty much just doing it all yourself. Well, yeah, because our friendship even had had been stressed be- because I was so zoned in. Like the, the record was the most important thing to me. And, yeah. And, uh, Did you guys plan on like touring on that record? Because um, there wasn't sure, a whole yeah, lot that of... Was the, that was the hope. But... Yeah. Uh, I was in man. I, I was in a. I was a very. I don't, I don't, I'm not the most stable person. Period, and I've right. never been. But I was in a pretty unstable place at that time, and soon after, I. Uh, soon after that record got done, I got engaged to like a longtime 
uh, girlfriend that was on and off for like mm-hmm. five or seven years or so uh, at that time, and we ended up getting married. But uh, it was just like it's kind of like such a I, I made the record to me such a heightened experience emotionally. Like it, I, I made it such a big deal in my yeah. mind, and once it was done, it was kind of like grasping for the next thing in in life like what's right. going to be the next what's going to be the next yeah thing and, high. And mar- marriage shouldn't be something like that right uh, and it, i'm not saying me getting engaged was a uh um like me trying to find some kind of thrill or something like that but it was just like i was i was not in a the right place to make big decisions like that so yeah. um that's what happened. Yeah. I, I got engaged right after that, and I was living in Spokane, Washington uh, with my fiance, and we uh, – it was just like I didn't talk to any of the guys in the band. Everybody was doing their own thing. Right. And it was like this loose end of a of your sock that's like the little thread hanging off your sock, and you just like want to cut it off so bad. Yeah. So – one day I just was like, I'm tired of this. Like, let's just let's just call it off. And then I, I made a post, which I never do, still don't, um, on Facebook, and saying that we had broken up and that we're moving on. And, uh, and then the record came out after that. I think. Yeah, I think it yeah. Came I out remember. After I that. remember when that when that happened. I so we didn't really tour it. We uh, we played some shows once we got back together and played a lot of the songs on it, and that was really fun. Yeah, I saw you a couple times. Yeah, um, the five spot and uh, yeah. doing the and then uh, at the is it Springwater or Sweetwater? It's one of the two. Springwater is a beer. Yeah, okay, uh, <laughs> well it must be spring, the the that little dive bar over on West End. Oh yeah, you guys played okay. the seventeen song set. Yeah, I forgot what that was called. Is that still around? Yeah, I think it so. Is? Yeah, okay. uh, it's just a little dive bar. It was it was awesome to me as a as a fan of you guys for so long um <clears throat> because it was like uh, while the five the five shows uh five spot show was awesome and I love the last two records I love Son I Love You and it was just cool to see all of the like a representation of everything mm-hmm. Especially in a place like that, that seemed like that would be a place I would have seen you. Because I grew up in New Hampshire, so we like barely ever got shows up there ever, mm-hmm. you know. And so it was just cool to see you guys in what I felt like was like the proper context, you know, for for all of the all the stuff. I remember and, that show. Yeah. I remember those shows. Yeah, that was a lot. The energy of fun. was crazy. Uh, those are always the best shows. I always liked those shows better than the ones with a 15 foot barricade away right. from the, the t- stage that's super tall in the first so, place so when you uh so you do um hell or high water break up um how long that period between that and getting back together 2009 to 2012 yeah so, yeah we broke up 2009 when the record came out and then uh we played in december of 2012 i believe what kind of what that kind of sparked that whole reunion? Um, it was uh, one guy that was a friend of ours uh, that put shows on in, in Dallas. Uh, we would play shows like for him. Night, con- I remember yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. He contacted Aaron. It might that might have been 2011. Uh, 
December. I know it was December. I think it was 2011. So just jealous. a couple couple years after, and um, yeah, it, honestly, it was just about like uh, the amount of money he could give us right. at that time because yeah. we didn't have a van anymore. We had to get everyone from one place, from many different places to one place, long right. enough to practice, and uh, and then play the show and got to get it right that one show and the show was okay like i switched amps right before we went on stage like other than the one i'd been practicing with right. and that was a disaster and i really wish i hadn't done that because <laughs> it ruined the show for me but oh, no. like it's okay you know it's just yeah you get through it and like sometimes you got to deal with things you play shows where yeah. you're like you have an element that's really wrong like the vocal's sounds this way bad in the monitor and you can't get it fixed you just got to get through the show kind of thing so you just deal with it but so uh, then after that you guys were kind of like this is awesome let's try to yeah that was cool yeah it was cool we had kind of like opened it back up but i was i was always of the mindset of like uh i don't want to i don't want to keep doing this like playing playing this old old gas in the tank you know old old fire like i want to write let's write some new stuff and and then you know get some momentum going like right. I, I was down with that but um we did we did we wrote two more songs like yeah. uh, a couple of year a year ago um now for to set up this 10 year anniversary of Son I Loved You yeah. at Your Darkest tour and that's uh, kind of when kind of when we met yeah yeah so. you you the last show of that tour was in Nashville and Overwatcher yeah we got, playing, we got to play and it was a was real badass. honor yeah I, I real honor it. so uh, the biggest show we've ever played it was awesome that was at the the end Exit in. Exit in right yeah. across from the end yeah. yeah that was a great that was fun man that was super fun um Everything about it. I mean, you guys, it was just like, it, you know, there's there's times when I've I've gone and seen, I actually just went and saw recently a tour of a band that was like a 10-year tour, and I'm not going to say who it is, but like, it, it's just one of those things where, you know, it's it's cool, it's nostalgic, you kind of are like, oh man, I remember being this age and feeling these things, you know, but like, I, 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 felt, a, I felt a lot more like just energy and life in when you guys did that record I, maybe because it meant so much to me when i you know the i mean your your lyrics on that record were were extremely inspirational to me in in my life and my spiritual journey and stuff and so um that's it, awesome yeah and Thanks, so man. like seeing all that live and i had seen it before i guess at the uh spring water show which yeah. is awesome but but you know being able to get to play like it just it was just a really big full circle experience for me and it was just it was awesome but and then after that we ended up where we now go to the same church mm-hmm. you know and that's and that's awesome and you've gotten more into like worship music and mm-hmm. trying to do that kind of stuff and you know you guys it seemed like you guys were about to play some shows and then all this business just happened and yeah aaron, aaron our drummer yeah quit yeah, have you talked days to him? Because I, I have really talked know to much him, yeah. about. I mean, situation. I don't know why, but I, I was. Yeah. That's why I wanted to talk to you. About Do you want to address all that stuff? Yeah, now? if you want to. Yeah, sure. What are you uh, talking about? I man. guess I just got your feelings on the whole situation. Where yeah. you're at with it? Um, definitely not thrilled. Like, right? Uh, 
okay, this part of the story of my life was I did end up getting married and I stayed married for four and a half years in Louisiana and uh, got like a job and a house and all this stuff and uh, everything just went wrong. Like, and that's yeah. all I want to say. And and I end up um, like getting a divorce and, and then you kind of were like, what am I going to do now? You know, like life just takes a, a huge change and uh, you, I had to relocate, you know, I just wanted to get out of there. So right. uh, I ended up moving back to Nashville because Aaron, the guy I'd played music with for 10 years, he, he lives there and, you know, we've been wanting to play music together for a while. So I come back and, uh, we uh we did write two songs before that tour and recorded them and we're and I was pretty happy with it like it definitely wasn't like as fulfilling as like spending a lot of time on a full record right. and everything and, and devoting myself to that but it was uh it was fun and it got some like steam going for for that tour and uh he had some like mental problems on the tour and like uh had to leave stage in the middle of a show and then um, almost didn't finish the tour. Yeah, he, he had kinda, a panic yeah, attack. Yeah. yeah, that's what he calls it. And um, I, I think I've had a panic attack maybe on a couple occasions, but I'm sure like my thoughts on panic attacks are probably different from yours and probably right. different from Aaron's. But whatever it is, like he was going through something and definitely very sympathetic to that and was like his friend through the whole thing. Uh, and he, we came home from that tour and he said he just didn't know if he ever wanted to play again. And, and I was like, well, you know, I still want to play. So hope, hopefully you change and how can we help this out? We'll keep this right. practice space and I'll try to keep writing some stuff. And, uh, we just write music well together. We all, always have. And the less words you can use when you're writing, the better. And the more you can just trust the person to do what they do. Like, right. well, like don't talk about it, just do it. Right. And, uh, we, we were able to do that. Um, but he's got a family and I don't, so like, I, just that, that has to come first. Totally. And, and, uh, I think he, he's got another kid on the way, so he's going to have three kids and he just wants to do something else with his life and he's not like, just doesn't want to play music anymore. And right. that's cool. Um, and, uh, at first I was kind of thinking that I wanted to go and, move be done with music myself and uh go back to you know working for the man and working having, <laughs> having a steady job you know right. to do welding work and um something i i enjoy and pays well where depending on where you go and uh but it's like i want to do i want to do my calling whatever my calling is and i'm 33 years old and yeah. still trying to figure that out you know yeah. and uh person that wrote this the songs seven years ago like that's that's a different person and and i try to try to remember like where i was to where i what my mindset was that could successfully write a song because i can't seem (laughs) to finish a song these days you know right uh but i just come to terms with like that's just a different person and and like you just gotta let your old self go and and stop remembering who that is and just be who you are now so uh i still really really want to play music uh but you know art 
art is hard and sometimes you just start playing and you hit the wall and you can't find something that's like yeah. you, you feel really good about so i don't want to like just do something i i, I, I don't want to lower play, my standards yeah you don't want to just like playing a cover band or no, something just to play no, to play you know, yeah like, I, like you said i play at church and i'm not a big fan of worship music i'm a big fan of worshiping god yeah you know i i I feel the same way when i'm when i'm up there like playing bass i feel much more like into what we're doing and feeling like i'm actually like worshiping you know rather than the the times when i'm just in the crowd just kind of hanging out like and that's fine i mean it's great i love supporting like you guys and you play if i'm not playing with you guys or or um our worship leader adam or tiffany or whoever and uh just helping out any way i can even doing you know even doing something as simple as like doing the words you know make it feels like you're doing a little bit more Mm -hmm. but yeah i totally i totally understand that but it's cool that you're trying to trying to just sort of push past the the wall you know and just trying to get out there because i think a lot of people would really love to hear what's next with you you know because like i said i mean these those records while they were the other person that did it it they all they all spoke in in very interesting ways to a lot of people and i think um i think any everyone will be curious about what you got what you got coming up down the pike Man, I I just hope I can deliver something. Yeah, because I I, I want to hear it too. I want to <laughs> I want to be okay with it. I want to like feel that losing your voice is okay because you can get it back or it'll come back. Right. You know, like or gain a new one. Just yeah, you just gain a new one. You just lose lose your voice. Uh, but the only way you're gonna you have to keep going and hitting the wall. Like yeah. even if you know you're gonna hit it and it sucks. And um the problem is now like there's an ego attached to like when I started, you were just a kid on the scene and you just right. you just you had to you had to give it everything you had because it was your shot. It was your shot to get out there, so you like put right so much in, you don't have a pass to really uh compare yourself to or meet meet expectations uh and now it's just kind of like messing with my head to look back and um i'm flattered that you and the people you talk about that would care about something that i would i would play like flattered that somebody would would care what i'm doing now like seven years later it's awesome that people still like the music that i've made at one point so uh the world has changed. The yeah. world has changed. I've changed so much since then. And, like, my views on so many things are different. Right. And now I just want to be, like, true to myself. And I see, I see like, a record as a journal entry. And you just have to have a journal entry at some point in your life, another yeah. one, you know. So, like, put it out. Put something out. Where do you... Uh... So you told me earlier um, when we were having dinner that you've got a dude that you're trying to mm-hmm. trying to jam with and trying to push past that wall with and try to see what's next for you. Yeah, um, I'm stoked for yeah, it. Yeah, man. Awesome. Uh, Joey, his name's Joey Mullen. He played in a band that uh, As Cities Burn toured with in 2005 called Underminded. He was the drummer, and he played in a band called Endless Hallway. 
and a couple other bands since then and he's he's just hungry like he's someone that's hungry to play music right and i just want to be in a band with somebody like that yeah uh, first of all we're friends like he came and uh works for the furniture company that i work for he does woodworking and so we were friends before even talking about playing music together so uh i think we both just really really need it in our life now yeah so uh i don't know who's gonna play bass uh me and aaron were gonna play with our friend stephen keach who is in haste the day yeah and that was going well we we were playing and writing some stuff before aaron quit so i need to sit down with steven and see what's going on so it's kind of too uncertain to say what it's going to be like but definitely i've played music with joey uh, a couple days ago and it felt really good and felt like we could we could come up with something for totally. sure <laughs> yeah so. um what so this podcast is kind of about nashville and for mm. nashville and so i was just kind of wondering if there was like is there any bands or anything that you're looking out for now in Nashville that you've you've seen or you're into or or you know or uh, is there anything you're excited about with the city or living here? And um, there's a band. Uh, I lived here in 2011 and I played with these guys uh, called Chrome Pony. Yeah, and uh, then I moved and they were a two piece and now they're playing with more than just a two piece and they're doing really well like they're on uh the lightning 100 every yeah. now and again I, I guess i've heard them a couple times on there uh yeah happy about them overwatcher <laughs> uh yeah you got you know, uh yeah i was saying on our new ep it was awesome yeah it was, it was, uh, uh, it was a lot honor. of fun man yeah that was you say you didn't like recording, but yeah, I, I had really a lot recording. of fun that that night. I, I, came I hope over. you did. I'm glad. I yeah. wish I was there. <laughs> um, the uh, the other thing I guess I wanted to talk about was like when did you when did you end up moving to Nashville? Because you're originally from Louisiana. Yeah, this time or yeah. the first time? Uh, well, either time, yeah. I guess. I guess I lived here for a year in 2010 and 11. Then I moved back to Louisiana. Um, now I moved back here in 2015, of March of 2015. So a year and a half. Yeah. What, what ended up bringing you here this time? Uh, just needed to relocate friends, like right. hope of playing music again. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, just a lot going on in Nashville, man. It's transformed a lot since the first time I lived here right. just a few years yeah, later same. like a ton man like I wish I had figured out how to buy some property yeah for back real then, you know not that I really had any money to spend on that but uh, yeah, I moved here in 2011 I was paying $250 for <laughs> rent over on like Ordway and 17th yeah. crazy that yeah they only go for like $200,000 now it's bananas yeah it's bananas it sucks yeah. Um, well, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's cool that you're pushing past the wall cause I think people want to hear it and, um, I'm excited about it and I'm, I'm ready for it. It's been cool, uh, playing with you at church and kind of seeing you explore that, uh, that vibe. Cause that seems like another wall you kind of have to push past a little bit with worship music. Yeah. Cause I remember when you first started playing at our church, you, you said like you, you didn't even listen to worship music mm. or even know how to 
play yeah. it, you know, like even though uh, yeah, it's like pretty much the so easiest. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I just kind of wanted to get your thoughts on like playing worship music and what that experience has been like um, in terms of maybe what you're thinking of doing now. Well, I like it because you don't want to make it about yourself up there, right? Like it's not about you. So yeah. you don't want to go up there like shredding on guitar and um so I, I definitely try to play like the least I can, do the simplest thing I can. Uh there's there's definitely moments to shine and and, and to to feel free to um play a little more than mm-hmm. the simplest thing but it it makes me like just kind of step back like i'm not the lead singer in a band right. i'm not the lead guitar player in a band now and it's uh the chords are kind of boring <laughs> so like what can i what what simple stuff can i do just you know more fun and then yeah and then you just lose yourself in the message or like meditate on the words or just just try to like be up there and not take away anything yeah you know yeah so um it's uh it's it's very rewarding it's very rewarding you know like and i and i with our church it's cool because like we were there from like the beginning they won yeah yeah where there were not that many people and it was two churches coming together uh as one church and it's just like it's nice to commit to something at the beginning yeah. and then still like months through. later and you know it's definitely uh definitely hard to get up and like set up the pa every week that you play 7 a.m and, on yeah, sunday seven yeah no thank you yeah no <laughs> it's not it's not the best thing to do but when you're done and things went well. It's, it's it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, so I guess kind of just wrapping it up. Uh, the one question I I kind of want to end here with with all of them is just like what what do you think you're most proud of in terms of like artistically? Hmm. You mean maybe like record wise? Yeah, maybe it's a song. Maybe it's like a a moment, a tour, or, or you know whatever it was. Hmm. Like um, artistically, what would you say you're probably the most the most proud of? Hmm. Stumped you. Wow. It's a big one. I don't sit around... I don't sit around and think of these questions, like what, what I'm most proud of. That's I, I just job. I kind of just look back and see this broad hillside that I was just like walking up and down right. this hill and then down this hill. And uh, definitely really glad to... Like we were talking about at dinner, we were saying how it was just a timing. It's all about timing and some other random elements, why a band would have some success, you know, maybe a little bit of image. Definitely got to have some songs that people like. Definitely had to have likable qualities about stuff. But mm-hmm. looking back and seeing how hard I've seen other bands work, uh, why did why did we get favor? Why did we like have any kind of notoriety for a second? Um, and I don't even know the answer. So, uh, I'm just really, really grateful that it did happen. And, um, 
had a lot of good conversations with kids after shows. Yeah. That, um, they were all important and I, and I can't, I can't say that there was any one moment, man. I wish I could think of something that, that is really awesome. Like I remember, um, in 2005, we played shows with Under Oath, Me Without You, The Chariot, and As Cities Burn. It was like a come and live. Yeah. Uh, four shows. And the last show was in uh, Florida, where Under Oath from. They were headlining. Yeah. And then, like, they asked me to, like, I think Aaron's voice was messed up or something, so he couldn't sing the end of this song. They were kind of, like, ad-libbing. Yeah, uh, and it was like it was amazing grace. So when I, they asked me to play, and I was like, okay. So they even gave me a guitar up there, and I, I played and sang this just this one refrain of um, amazing, amazing grace, grace at the yeah. end of one of their songs, like the, one of the last songs, and then like actually like played music with them for a little while, and I was like in the band for just yeah. a second <laughs> up on stage, and that was like I, I think I look at that as being like probably the coolest thing, you know. Uh, I'm definitely proud of my own band and proud to be in my band and be on stage with those guys. But that was like the most kind of like fun thing, fun thing to be yeah. like a, a, a fan of a band before right. uh, any of it all started and then playing on stage with them right. and like singing Amazing totally Grace. Understand. That's it was awesome. super cool. Um, and then I remember my own voice was kind of shot uh, <laughs> then too. And I was drinking a lot of tea and just praying and hoping it would actually like sound would come out you know right. but like it was just like adrenaline and so much like power like excitement going on at that time that you yeah. just like you gotta make it work gotta yeah. make it happen so um every every single song we have is like for for me an achievement because um i, I used i cared so much about all every detail of all of it right. you know what i mean so yeah. like i've been in the studio with yeah, you your details guy just details i, I think uh I, I think that's my problem is that <laughs> i don't i don't think big picture enough like the song is a big picture right. i think like zoom in on this spot too much right like which i think there are pros and cons to both mindsets but um yeah cool i, I, th I think definitely gave all I had to all the songs and I can't say that about like every song I've ever written in other bands and everything you know um but those CDs uh, as cities burn you know I'm not like Hawk Boy I played in afterwards like I think I was an in intentionally trying to dumb down the music right. and dumb down the message so it might be like more appealing to people that like didn't share my beliefs right you know right. and maybe I, I i think i probably was even like didn't believe at the time or thought i didn't believe mm -hmm. uh so i i, I just f i feel like looking back on like some of those songs it's just like not really trying to try, trying to bring life to it just right. trying to contrive life out of something else so uh well, it's not a good answer that, that <laughs> no i mean that's back, looking back i feel like the the whole thing is this landscape of you know ups and downs yeah. and i'm proud of it all well that's awesome well dude well, thank you for doing this man, man you're the inaugural podcast so all right it's awesome thanks good a stuff. lot
Yeah, so thank you to Cody for coming in. Uh, that was awesome. It was a lot of fun to just hang out. We got dinner, um, and it was just a good night, good hangs. Had some whiskey afterward. Uh, it was just great. And so I also want to say thank you to Common Row at the Tiny Tape Room for recording this and engineering and mixing. I want to say thanks to Charles Miller at Platoon for the logo. And we've also uh, got a Facebook and look up at the local wave. Uh, same thing on Twitter. So uh, thanks a lot. And uh, just be a fan of your friends and love one another.